0: Welcome to the Frontline Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host Jason Cameron, and I'm here with my co-host Jonathan Hausler. How's it going? And the producer, the eyes and ears, Seth Hansen. Six and three.
1: Six
0: <laughs> and three. Seth can say that for the first time in his life, he's actually six and three. What is that true? Yeah, you had a the one year you actually won it. You you had a, a suspect record in to it. get into the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So today. Six and three. Is November 8th, 2017. Shout out to Brandon. Wednesday. Brandon's not here. If only he was here. Seth and Brandon actually played each other. Seth was down by
1: 40?
0: It was right around 40 points. 40 points. Oof. Seth had Matthew Stafford and Marvin Jones. Jr. And Jordy Nelson,
1: though. But I knew Jordy Nelson was going to be and, garbage. Yeah, right. And
0: Jordy Nelson. And ended up pulling off the victory by under three points. It ended up being seven because he oh, had seven. the Detroit
1: defense. But this is two suspect wins against Brandon because the first win, uh, Diggs had like 30. So you own Brandon. I own Brandon. You own him.
0: Brandon, (sighs) he owns you. Hashtag pray for Brandon. (laughs) Once again, very relevant hashtag this year. So we want to give a – well, I should have done this last week, but we want to congratulate John Cruz on winning the gift card giveaway – to uh, win that, you had to name the two new athletes. So, we have White Goodman and Cal Naughton Jr. added to the table. Ema. Two legends <laughs> themselves. I mean, Epa. Sorry. <laughs> Every person. Yeah, the wild they came. changed yeah, it. They changed it. Kansas State reference for those of you who don't know that, but we don't even know John. So this was not. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Just happened to know that fact.
0: He, he was the first person <laughs> to get it. So congratulations, John. Got himself a uh, $10. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. I would fire you if I had anybody else. But got <laughs> himself a $10 Starbucks gift card. So congrats, John. Let's uh, go ahead and get this podcast started. Unless you want to say anything, Jonathan? <sighs> I don't I don't know. It's a lot of pressure. What is he supposed to say? He put me on the spot over Jonathan,
1: here. can you give us some real good wisdom off the top of your head off right now? Off the top
2: now? of my head.
0: Nope. Drawing a blank. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. I'm not no wisdom here. (laughs) Nothing going on up there. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so Andrew's first one, biggest one. Jameis Winston injured his throwing shoulder. He shut down for at least a couple of weeks, so his backup is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we will kinda we'll talk about him later on. Do you know that Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick studied abroad?
0: Well, <laughs> and next injury Wisdom. up, Martellus Bennett injured his shoulder and will not play this week versus the Bears. He is also going to be in the news because about 10 minutes ago, before we started this podcast, the Packers cut ties with Martellus Bennett. I was Bennett. about to say that. Shut up. So he is a goner. Uh, yep. Uh, it wasn't really fantasy relevant anyway, so not too big of an impact. Basically, they released him for not disclosing his injury. To the team, he didn't. Oh, so. wow! That's weird. Yeah, I've I, never heard of that before. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why you wouldn't, especially since he had twenty-one, a uh, three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract. So I don't know why you would put that in jeopardy, but that's up to him. Next two injuries, they are people returning from injuries. I mentioned Greg Olson coming back in week twelve. This uh, is going to come back in week twelve, and Danny Woodhead's going to come back in week eleven. Right. So I mentioned that last week. <laughs> Two other people that are coming back. We have Charles Clay coming back uh, this week. Looks like he's going to play. Finally returned to practice. Yes. Tight end, uh, depleted year. Definitely pick him up. And then we have Corey Coleman has also returned to practice. Hands fully healed. So they will. Ha- the Browns will now have Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon. Because Josh Gordon, Gordon, going heading on right into news has been reinstated. Yeah. Uh, met with the Browns. They. Seems like they were going to talk with him, basically see if they were going to cut ties with him or not, and they decided to hold on to him. And he was able to go into their meeting rooms, wide receiver meeting rooms, and uh, head on out to practice. So, and he's he's eligible to, to play Week 13. So, a few weeks away, but the start of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, so could lead you to victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're feeling gutsy, play him. Yeah, worth a pickup for you. That's true. Is he worth a pickup?
2: Uh, yeah, I think if you have a spot, I uh, there's not a problem with that. Just knowing Gordon's history and how crazy good he is and if he can actually if he can get back to that, I mean he's startable every week,
0: so he's definitely worth worth a spot. Definitely in dynasty leagues as well. True. Um he used to say what did he say, he got either drunk or high before every game. Or both. Yeah, so he was and he was killing it, which is crazy. Number one receive, number one in receiving yards during that uh, magical year he had.
2: Yeah, like yeah,
0: that's insane. What an athlete! <laughs> you
1: so, <are> an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and now
0: our next one, Mike Evans. Speaking of idiots, <laughs> you are an idiot. Basically, body slammed the Saints cornerback when you he wasn't an looking, and then threw punches yeah, at him while he was on the ground. I'm not even sure why James poked the cornerback and then yeah, Mike Evans came flying in out of nowhere. I know I didn't I didn't understand that. I'm sure there were words said, but still, just yeah, just watching it, it didn't look like I don't, I don't know why he got so offended, but he clearly yeah. had at least a 20 yard head st- or run straight at him, and then he jumped into that cornerback. It was full blast. So I don't know how that cornerback was able to get it back and,
2: up. And on that note, I think we're lucky that no one else is suspended from the week, like AJ Green and. All those so people I don't get, expe- how not. I know, like if Mike how Evans is suspended, he not get suspended for that. I think they were saying because it happened in the first half, so he sat out a half, which kind of oh, counts as sitting out. Stupid. But still, stupid. I Just think dumb. if you're going to set a precedent and
0: suspend one person, why wouldn't you suspend all the people that have done the same thing? Exactly. I mean, if you're going to suspend Mike Evans and he did it in what the fourth quarter, then yeah, Mike Evans should have to sit out three quarters and then come back in the fourth right. quarter. I right, if we're playing by halves, yeah, we're yeah. I mean, <laughs> gonna do something dumb like I don't know. I just don't get it, but I don't that's just me. And Teddy Bridgewater is gonna dress this Sunday. He's able to play. Money, Seth says, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Bradford's on IR officially. How the times have changed,
0: man. Seriously, I am shocked. <laughs> but anyway, Ted, Teddy's going to dress this Sunday. Uh, he He's able to play, but Case Keenum's going to get the start. He's earned it. Does
1: Bradford play well for an NFL? Does Bradford start for another NFL team?
0: Yeah, he'll probably start for the Vikings next year. You think? Yeah. Really? I doubt it. Case Keenum's not that great. Teddy's not that great. I think I know Teddy Teddy, Teddy Ted- was doing really good before he got injured. That's the thing. Tech de-
2: check
1: down ha- teddy what year what year has bradford gone without being injured has he gone a full season cuz uh, i know his his was, first he was he habitually injured with the rams yeah god <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. you went back to college i was like what are you talking about <laughs> i i i i don't know if he does but
2: i don't know i i don't see him i honestly i don't see him starting for the vikings
1: if he comes back can they afford to do that again like structure the entire offense around some
0: guy and then he's just like well he's it's not his fault but he's just injured around right. yeah i don't know we'll have to wait and see not going to be a fantasy school a fantasy uh player that you're going to want to keep on your dynasty no. team anyway oh, right. so really doesn't matter and then jonathan did you have a zeke update uh yeah any news on him
2: yep um his he has a hearing tomorrow uh afternoon and um to see if he can get another injunction which would stop the suspension no, so it depends no, no, no.
1: <laughs> this is a charade i like
2: that i this know it's a charade it's up and down it never ending so we'll see we, sh- we might find out tomorrow it may take the judges longer to decide longer than tomorrow um but more to come on that later on in the week
1: wait it's gonna take a while for our legal
0: system to make a decision shocking right this isn't a politics podcast, so we're going to keep this fantasy insight rolling. Keep it light with that dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs versus babies, week two. Check out those uh, videos on Instagram of Ezzy, Blake, Khaleesi, and Chief it, choosing their picks. This week it was Amari Cooper versus Devontae Adams. Uh, Jonathan's son Ezra chose Devonte Adams. My son Blake chose Amari Cooper. Uh, Seth's dog Khaleesi chose Amari Cooper and gotcha. Brandon's dog Chief chose Devonte Adams it was a close one but Amari Cooper ended up edging Devonte Adams out 5.8 to 5.3 oh yeah <laughs> so that puts dogs through two weeks at 2 and 4 and that puts babies at 1 and 4 so not starting out so hot Blake no. 1 and 2 Ezra 0 no. and 2 Chief 1 and 2 and Khaleesi 1 and 2 we can come back from this though it's close babies will return it's true Baby strike back. So, <laughs> our next segment. Did Brock Osweiler suck? Sorry. There must be a short in this mic or something. Weird. Did Brock Osweiler suck this week? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> next segment. <laughs> called Looking Ahead. Basically, players to trade for or pick up. So, Jonathan, you want to start yeah. us out?
2: Yeah. Um, My first one um, is Devontae Parker
0: can you get some music by the way seth sure jason thank you i'll talk while you choose music still please do
2: um graham barfield he is a fantasy analyst he uh tweeted uh earlier this week Devonte adams has seen eight plus targets and scored at least 12 and a half ppr points in the games that he's been healthy the four games he's been healthy um his upcoming schedule is really good um and last week he had five catches for seventy-six yards, one of Cutler's favorite targets. I like him for someone. If you're wide receiver needy, he's someone you can get for pretty cheap right now. Um, that should help you out later on in the season.
1: Jonathan, I have one question. Yeah. Was that common hitter's name Graham Barffield? Ye- either Barf Barffield is one F. So
2: either
0: way, back. Barfield,
1: Yeah. Carry yes. L- carry on. Great name. Sorry, that's a terrible
0: name. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. <laughs> wow. My first one. I went to the other side of the – well, I went to the slot position on the Dolphins. I went to Jarvis ah. Landry. Tweeted this out. Last four games with Cutler, he's averaged seven catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. So, what's that? 11.8 fantasy points standard, 18.8 Yeah. Uh, PPR. Yep. So, pretty solid last four games. Third in the league in targets. He's always really far up there. And I, just the thing, he's – been the one consistently receiving the touchdowns. I I know Parker was there and I kind of I kind of was worried about what Jarvis Landry was going to do, but Jarvis Landry ended up getting the touchdown. So Right. I think he's somebody you
2: would want to acquire. Yeah, I agree. And Landry, especially in PPR, he's PPR gold. Exactly. Know? So yeah, if you're in PPR, he's definitely a great person to target. Your next one. Next one I had uh Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, he is he's a well-known player, you know, he's still he's doing pretty good. Um, and last week, Jonathan Stewart um, fumbled twice, and uh, which and McCaffrey took the lead back role there. Uh, he had 15 attempts, 66 yards, and a touchdown, along with five catches and 28 receiving yards. Um, he's had at least four catches every game, um, and his playoff fantasy playoff schedule is really nice. He plays the Saints, the Vikings, uh, hey now, the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons. We're gonna to shut Falcons. that kid down. <laughs> we'll
0: see.
1: You want to know my favorite part of watching him play was how much no, smaller I don't than one. Cam Newton he You didn't give Newton us a chance to
0: ask, to, to respond to <laughs> Sorry.
1: That. Cam Newton is a large man. No, I didn't Christian care. McCaffrey My next tiny. one is oh. Michael Thomas.
0: He hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points since week four, so you might be able to trade low for him. Yep. But he's had at least five catches in the seven of eight games this year. He's ninth in the league in targets, so that's clearly going to turn around. He's got eventually going to get these touchdowns, and he's – He's a clear number one wide receiver that I think you need to acquire on your team. He's kind of under
2: the radar right now, I feel like. I mean, you, you drafted him pretty high, but, I mean, just the way
0: he's performed. Right. You can definitely get him for cheaper than you should. Yes, and he could easily end up as the number one wide receiver this year. Very true. Pass-happy team.
2: Agreed. Uh, my next one, Jarek McKinnon. Um, he's in a split backfield with Latavius Murray, um, but... In PPR leagues, he's had three 20-plus point games since week five. And since Dalvin Cook went down, McKinnon is the R running back three in overall scoring and eighth in yards per scrimmage. Um, he's one that, I don't know, he's had good weeks, but he's had a couple bad weeks too. And fantasy owners may be willing to give him up for something
0: too. So, one to target. Yeah, he's, he's the type of person who could put up eight points or put up 20-something points. And right. I mean... That's kind of what you want. You, you want that ceiling. So I mean, he's definitely worth a risk, and you're not going to have to pay, running back one price for him. So, exactly. And you can get running back one points. I like it. My next one, Danny Woodhead. Just as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, he's going to return from injury week 11, or possible to return. As you've seen, Buck Allen's getting those passes in the red zone. I think Buck Allen has three or four receiving touchdowns this year on just little. Like one yard outs from the running back position. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the 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 usage he had at the beginning of the year, they were targeting him a ton, and he was, I think he led the team in targets before he was injured. So. Yeah. And another thing is, on that note too, if you have
2: Buck Allen, now right now is the time to sell him while yes. he's still he coming off he's coming off a good game where he had like 19 PPR points, something like that. Right. For now is the perfect time to sell him before Woodhead comes back. So you have Package some Package him in a deal, anything. Right. Get right. rid right. of him. Just get him off your team. Um, my next one, Amari Cooper. Uh, even after his 40-point point game, people are still hesitant on him. Um, But the last three games, Cooper has had a larger target share than, than Michael Crabtree. It's a good time to buy him, especially since he's on a bye week. Um, And if you could, if you have the depth to just have him on your bench for a week after you trade for him. Um, his upcoming schedule looks pretty good, too. He really only has a couple bad games out of the next 16 or 7. Or not 16. Six or seven games they have
0: left. Uh, and he has to play the Chiefs, I believe. Right. Up, so.
2: Which is the team that he scored uh, over 200 yards and three touchdowns on.
0: Yeah. That's so, incredible. 33 points.
1: Yeah. I thought you were setting that up for the Chiefs being a staunch defense.
2: No, the, Well, the only two bad defenses he has playing up coming up are the – he plays, or the good defense he has coming up are the Broncos and the Eagles. Other than that, his schedule's pretty pretty good.
0: Well, th- the funny thing is, the Chiefs actually bench their number one a- or number two and three corners, Phillip Gaines and uh, what's his face that actually gets, he's that guy that actually gets burnt. But they bench those two, huh. put in their four and five corners, and people still tar- obviously target their four and five corners. Right. So Terrence Williams, I mean, he's done nothing all year for the Cowboys in the last game. He had over hundred and twenty something receiving yards. Yeah, so he exploded. I think that's just because he played the Chiefs. He's not somebody that you should actually pick up uh, on your waivers. Makes sense. But you can carry on. Yeah, right, I just that's all I had, had for to Cooper. add. That little side. I right like in. that
2: though, and I think Terrence Williams was
0: injured, got injured during that game too. Yeah, so, so he could have even had a bigger game if right. he would have stayed in. Exactly. So. Greg Olson, my next one. Just another guy returning from injury. Actually, my next three are people returning from injuries so turns week 12 Cam Newton's favorite target he was super consistent I mean he led the team in targets he probably Funchess will probably lead the team in targets when he comes back but Greg Olson's going to be right there with him and that easy red zone threat so pick him up especially since he hasn't played in a while you can easily trade for him
2: I like it uh, my next one, Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, he's basically the new wide receiver two on the Saints.
0: Mm-hmm. Bye, bye, Willie Snead. I was
2: gonna say R.I.P. He, but uh, Ginn has over 50 yards the last four games. And over the past three weeks, he's caught 13 of 15 targets for 268 yards and a score. He's another one that a um, little undervalued right now, but can still get you consistent points.
0: Um, and if you're you're wide receiver needy, you could get him for for pretty cheap. Yeah. And I mean, I think it'll continue. Yeah. I Saints are going to throw the ball. I mean. Right. And if Michael Thomas has the best cornerback on him, then obviously Ginn's going to benefit from that, too. My next one is Corey Davis. So he's kind of somebody that everybody had high hopes for, and then he went out and got injured, and now he's coming back. Had five targets last game, two catches for 28 yards, but those... His first catch back was like a an incredible 15-yard toe-tapping catch on the sidelines. So just kind of show, showcasing his athleticism. He's somebody that could end up being just a stud. And he he was second on the team in targets coming back, which normally Delaney Walker is up there. But Delaney Walker's value kind of suffered because of Corey Davis coming back. So right. downgrade, uh, downgrade Delaney Walker, Corey Davis coming up. I think... Rashard Matthews actually led the team in targets with seven targets last game. I don't think that's going to carry on. I think Corey Davis is going to take over that number one wide receiver role, especially since he was wine. Jeez. Especially since he was lining up in that spot a ton. True. uh, Last week. I like it.
2: Uh, Next one I had was Marquise Lee. Obviously he's a wide receiver on the Jags. So you can't raise your expectations too high, Uh, but he has taken over that number one wide receiver role on the team. Um, over the past three games, he has racked up eighteen targets. In the past three games, he's had over seventy yards, and he had a touchdown. Um, this past week as well, I believe. Um, so he's kind of coming into his own, and um, I mean, the Jaguars' offense is looking pretty good with their run game. So he's definitely worth worth a look if he's on your waiver wire, or even if you want to trade with someone,
0: you can offer him usually a, a flex type person and get probably get him. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, when I looked, I'm trying to look it up right now, I thought he was top 15 in targets this year. Dang. Which just shows how much. I mean, the, the, let's see. Maybe he's not top 15. He was pretty high. It just shows how much. The Jaguars don't actually throw a ball, throw the ball a ton. They hand the ball off like crazy. So. Right. I mean, you got to hide the fact that Bortles isn't very good.
2: But at the same time, the Jaguars don't really have many – other wide receiver options too you know there's lee and there's really not many other options alan hearns yeah and then um i know there was a westbrook guy that was supposed to come so back top 30
0: so not not even close to what i was thinking but <laughs> he was he's still up there for it. top 30 is not bad no not especially at all. for a wide receiver three-year flex play he's putting up good numbers true next one for me cj Prosize, finally returning from injury Seahawks running back you say you don't want to pick up a Seahawks <laughs> running back well he's one that I actually think you should pick up he used to be a receiver in college at Notre Dame kind of moved him over to a running back he's kind of like the the Ty Montgomery type so he's kind of the perfect running back for the Seahawks situation especially with Russell Westbrook when he's to scramble around and then maybe dump it off and I I think yeah. CJ Prosize is going to end up being the guy cuz I mean Eddie Lacy's hasn't proven anything and he got injured right he's and out for this week you have thomas rawls who's done absolutely nothing which you would think he would be all right but i mean cj pro size pick him up if anything stash him on your roster you never know i agree i think the only hard part is it seems like he's made of glass
2: you know like he's constantly injured so I, as long as he stays yes. healthy he's good but I think maybe, maybe would even trade t- him if he does good
0: that's true yeah so high And I know uh, Chris Carson, he was on the – no, he's not out for the year. So he's coming back soon, but something to watch out for. I don't know how soon. I haven't heard anything on him, but just a name to keep in mind. Right. He was really good. Uh, My last one
2: I had was Matt Ryan. Uh, If you had a quarterback that got injured like Rodgers or Watson, uh, Matt Ryan might be someone you you could target. Uh, He has a good upcoming schedule. He plays the Cowboys. The Buccaneers, who are on a dump or a dumpster fire right now, and then the Saints twice too. Um, he scored scored more than 16 points the last three games. Before that, he was kind of seemed like he was struggling. The offense was struggling, but it seems like slowly
0: but surely they're picking it up. And Matt Ryan seems to be heating up again. It's funny that you ended with a quarterback because I also ended with a quarterback. Nice, we're thinking alike. We got Tyrod Taylor currently averaging 16.5 points per game. Mm. Currently, quarterback number 13. Uh, he's been killing it without any decent receivers, and now he finally has Kelvin Benjamin, and he's getting Charles Clay back. All so the weapons. That should help out. And then his fantasy playoff schedule. Plays the Patriots twice. The Patriots have been terrible against the pass. Plays yep. the Dolphins. Nobody's scared of the Dolphins. And then he <laughs> plays the Dolphins. Is that, that sound drop, Seth?
1: Uh, I'm playing a song, Jason.
0: Oh, okay. Can't do both. So uh, uh, playing the Dolphins.
1: We're a we're a limited technology <laughs> podcast. Okay. You can't do a live dolphin sound. No,
0: what do you think we're made of? Money here, a live dolphin <laughs> oh. sound. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. You, you want to try again? He plays the dolphins. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy
1: with that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. So Patriots like it.
0: twice, the Dolphins, and then the Colts. So and a pretty easy playoff schedule, especially yeah. if you are. I mean if you're going to make the playoffs and you you lost Aaron Rodgers or uh Carson Palmer or any anybody you had starting at quarterback he's he along with Matt Ryan is definitely somebody you should pick up. I agree. Uh, and I think the other thing I like about Tyrod
2: Taylor is his oh the the fact that he runs, he Two can run the ball. Yeah. He's I know, he keeps balling. <laughs> uh but he's had six rushes in the last three games, so he also likes to run it, which I like. That gives you some Extra points there, too.
0: All right, so let's move on to our bold predictions. Let's review last week's bold predictions. Our first one up is Austin. He said LaShawn McCoy will score 20-plus fantasy points. Of course, that's incorrect because the Jets held him to just 2.5 fantasy points. Oof. Brandon's first one, Joe Mixon will rush for less than 20 yards. That's incorrect. He actually rushed for 31 yards. But still, you the con- are one pathetic loser. The concept is there. I mean low rushing yards. He was almost there. He was. And we'll just give him one clap, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed time clap. Ended up being two claps <laughs> oh, or three. You got lucky, Brandon. <laughs> you got lucky. My first one, Josh McCown will be a top twelve quarterback. I was incorrect because he was a fifteenth best quarterback. Uh, Jonathan's first one. Aaron Jones will be a top ten running back. <laughs> So of course incorrect. So uh, close though, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if close, how close is ten and fifty nine to you? Is that so close? close. So yeah. close. Okay. So yeah. according to your definition, he was so close. <laughs> according to my definitions, Aaron Jones is trash. You'd probably be right on that. Second one for Austin. Marcus Mariota will not be a top twenty quarterback. That's incorrect. Uh, of course, it's incorrect. He was the seventeenth best quarterback. It's incorrect because there's just a million backup quarterbacks playing this week. Brett Hudley, Drew Stanton, C.J. Uh, Beathard. Bethard. method Get it right. Case Keenum's playing. No, Case Keenum didn't play, but... Yeah. I mean, just <clears throat> Tom Savage is out there throwing to the other team. I mean... <laughs> Blake, it was no. Brock it was a, Osweiler, did we say him? No, we didn't. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, he's got to mention him. Yeah, no! he's, gonna, he's obviously going to play better than Brock Osweiler, so I don't know what True. Austin was thinking. It was a bold prediction, though, I guess. I yeah. guess... We'll give him kudos for that. Mm -hmm. And maybe one clap. Almost. That was better. That was Uh, a little better. uh, Brandon's second one is going with his ride or die, Ryan Suckup. He said (laughs) he scores more points than LaShawn McCoy. That's, of course, correct because LaShawn McCoy McCoy had 2.5 points and Ryan Ryan Suckup had six points, so killed it this week. I hope he uses him again. Another Ryan Suckup prediction. Uh, we will just have to wait and find <laughs> out. <laughs> my, my second one, the Eagles defense will score more points than Aaron Jones. Of course, I was correct again. Eagles got 10. Aaron Jones got the 1.1. 1. 1, so yeah. Aaron Jones did not do very good, if you couldn't tell, by the 59th uh, running back ranking last week. Jonathan's second one, Golden Tate, will be a top 10 receiver. That's incorrect because he uh, was the 17th best Receiver, So, kind of close. Yeah, he got the yardage. 90 yards. Just needed yeah. that touchdown to bring him yeah. to the top 10. Yeah, Marvin Jones stole it. Then Brandon actually added a third one on. Brock Osweiler scores less than five <laughs> fantasy points, and that's actually incorrect. Brock Surprising. Osweiler got 8.2 fantasy points due to a touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas in the fourth quarter. Other than uh, Otherwise, it would have been under five. That's Easily crazy. Easily under five, yeah. That's crazy so brandon loses out on that so uh austin goes over 2 brandon goes 1 for 3 i go 1 for 2 jonathan of course goes over 2 should be a gimme by now if you haven't picked up on jonathan's trend that's how it goes jonathan is 1 for 19 at a whopping 5% my predictions am, are trash yes 9 for i'm 9 for 19 47% <laughs> brandon 4 for 18 killing jonathan at 22% <laughs> Austin at 2 for 14, 14%. So, let's go on to this week's uh, bold predictions. Jonathan, do you want to start us? Out? I'm ready. My first one
2: is that I predict that Doug Baldwin will have more points than Melvin Gordon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, bringing, bringing last year's bet back that you went 0 for yeah, 3 on.
2: Yep. I mean, I thought I might as well revive it. Why not I'm make it an bold.
0: even number and go 0 for 4? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to keep it going. I so, mean, I'm already terrible at bold predictions, so... Why expect not Doug Baldwin not to do anything this week, and Melvin Gordon to take off. Yes, it's gonna happen. So we will go with my first one. My first one is Ted Ginn Jr. will be a top twelve receiver. Okay. okay. Going against the Bills this week, so decent defense. Huh. Austin's first one. Le'Veon Bell scores at least two rushing touchdowns this week. And uh, what? Not I'm. Brandon's first one. I, it's
2: it's. Questioning the boldness, I guess. It's still bold. Two touchdowns is still bold, I guess. So
0: I'll let it slide. If he gets it, then we can, we can, it. then we'll give him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so Brandon's first one. Can you, uh, guess who is in it? Ryan Suckup. Ryan suck up. We'll yes. outscore Adrian Peterson. Who was in the Thursday night game. Oh, going against the Seahawks. So I kind of question the, the, uh, boldness of Brandon's first one, but
2: yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's more bold coming off of Adrian Peterson's 37 carry week, I guess. So that's that, m- that makes it bold. True.
0: So Jonathan, your second one.
2: Second one is Carlos Hyde is a top 7 running back this week. Carlos Hyde is playing the Giants, whose defense
0: has basically given up. So, RIP I see a good game. to you Carlos Hyde owners cuz Jonathan has just cursed you. Yep. It's very true. But
2: <laughs> I am starting him in a league, so I hope I don't <laughs> curse myself.
0: He <laughs> already did. Yep, it's happening. My second one, Case Keenum is a top 10 QB. Oh. No comment from Seth, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. I love a fake comment. Oh, yeah. Two <laughs> fake comments is better than one. Oh, yeah. Brandon's second one, Kelvin Benjamin will be a top 10 wide receiver. So first Ooh. game with the Bills. They said they're actually going to uh, let him run out there. He's going to get a chance to catch some balls, is what the coach said. Mm. That's bold, though. It I mean,
2: Dolphins, so. Wait, no, I'm. No, nope, not that's, Dolphins. Let's do the Panthers. Wow, so the I'm nine. sorry.
0: The Saints. Saints.
2: Whose defense actually has been pretty good. Yeah, so. so.
0: It's bold. We'll see how that goes. And then Austin's second one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is a top 10 QB this week. Oh. I mean. Hmm. Jets' defense hasn't been terrible either, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. Their line is pretty good. And like you said, Buccaneers are dumpster fire. So yeah, we'll see about and, that. And without Mike Evans. So that does it for the week 10 bold predictions. So let's go ahead and move on to our new segment, our newer segment to the podcast, Sess Random Two Minutes.
1: Okay, so this week I have a question. It's actually something that I was going to ask a couple weeks ago, but... um my favorite athlete is tiger woods and he arguably hasn't been very good in the last seven to 10 years do you want to see um somebody who has performed at a really really high level your favorite athlete do you want to see them retire on top or do you like seeing them try to fight even when like their body is breaking down what what would you rather see um I'm trying to think of a classic example of somebody who retired in time, like somebody who didn't probably is like Michael Jordan or maybe Tiger Woods. You could argue so that. Barry
0: Sanders retired actually too early. Yes. But he, yeah, he there is you go. amazing. That's a
1: perfect example. Does that does that maintain the athlete's legacy or does it leave you kind of questioning like why,
0: why didn't they just stick it out longer? They had so much more left. See... It's kind of a double edged sword because if they retire earlier, like, why aren't you playing? Right. Yeah. But if they suck, like Peyton Manning did his last year, then totally. you're like, why didn't you retire? Exactly. Year? So, or like, and then it ca- lose There
1: are some where it can be like annoying, especially in team sports when they keep bouncing around to different teams, like Brett Favre. It kind of became a joke at the end. It's like, yeah. he, he he's like, I'm going to retire from football. <laughs> no. I'm coming back. And he came back.
0: I'm going to go to coach high school and. Rhett Wrangler yeah I mean if he didn't do that he wouldn't have uh led the NFL in all-time interceptions so he should have he probably should have <laughs> retired he right? probably should have retired probably. after 9-10 with the Vikings if he defense. retires he doesn't go to the NFC championship game and get screwed out of uh Super Bowl appearance so I mean I kind of like it if they go till the wheels fall off you might as well up your point like for a basketball player you might as well like Shaq you might as well get a couple more points to add on or Kobe Bryant. Can't hurt. Yeah. yeah. But isn't true. it
1: hard to watch like somebody who is really, really good, like just slowly die. I think you're gonna yeah. start seeing that with Dwayne Wade. Probably. And I think even
2: people like Michael Jordan, I mean, he was still doing decent when he retired, you know. I don't know. I think there's something for a legacy of going out He on straight top. up switched sports.
0: That's weird. He That's true. promised his dad. It was a different situation. That's true. But
2: I just think, I don't know, I I almost like the going out on top better. I think it, if you're looking for, like, a legacy or a story, I, like, why not why not retire
0: when you're one of the best players? Right. I like that idea, but if I were the athlete, I would be going to the wheels fall off. The money's there. I was going to say, it depends on how much you want the money <laughs> yeah, probably, so too. I think that has a little bit to do with it. Yeah. This has been Seth's random two minutes. Next segment like up, QB down. What to do now? Quarterback down. Dun, what to dun, do dun. now? It rhymed a little more in my head. <laughs> so, first one up, Texans. Deshaun Watson's down. That leaves De- DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and Lamar Miller this in is, question. This is probably the saddest injury of the season. I mean, there's been some really terrible
2: ones, but this one, I just, I don't know. It hurt me the most. He was our MVP. He was the MVP, and he was just as a rookie he was doing amazing and just my team of three texan starters just got demolished (laughs) what team (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) no team anymore so basically for me looking at those three players i just named deandre hopkins yeah surprisingly he actually kind of did something last week yeah but that's—he's the only person you probably want to own. Yeah, and even that, not probably want to own. Even then I'm not
2: going to feel good as good starting him week to week because no. you have Tom Savage, who doesn't look good at all throwing to him. And I don't know. Yeah, it, I didn't. Hopkins mean, still start worthy, but
0: right, not I don't know, not reliable. I didn't mean you want to own. I meant you want to start. You want to start DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Lamar Miller, you're probably going to have to start him if you're you are still starting. It goes back to the floor. It goes
2: you probably expect what he did at the start of the season when Savage was starting. 7 first. to 9 points. Exactly. He has a he has that solid floor, but like don't expect those 20 plus games. Right. 20 plus point games that he's been having. Don't expect those to happen again. Exactly. And then Will Fuller? Will Fuller was, is downright not even startable anymore. No. He had what like fifty yards this past week? Uh, maybe even under that. Maybe yeah. yeah maybe see, it was just five points total. That might have been PPR. You, but you're probably right. But still, it just I mean, you you can't trust you can't start Fuller anymore. He's a
0: deep threat threat receiver and Savage can't throw that far. So. Exactly. Our next uh, quarterback down. What to do now is Aaron Rodgers. So Packers, we have Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Ty Montgomery left in question.
2: And all of them. I don't, I don't trust any of them anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm, you not, can't I'm even, not. I'm not gonna
1: start Jordy Nelson. You
2: can't anymore. even. Yeah, you can't even trust Jordy. Like the most, the most reliable that? wide How receiver. How sad is that?
0: None of them are a must start. Seriously. And the only kind of positive thing is that Devonte Adams had seven catches last week. Yeah, he's that's basically true. Jarvis Landry right now. Yeah. The worst version.
2: And PPR, that'll redeem him a little bit. But other than that, it's just I'm staying away from everybody. Yeah. Even the running backs because it's a looks like it's a running back by committee now with Montgomery and Jones.
0: Yeah, and when the Packers were in the red zone, at least last game, Brett Hudley gets a little bit run happy, and he obviously ran in for a touchdown. Right. So. Even steals their touchdowns. Yeah, so it, Brett Hudley is – I mean, I thought he'd be kind of decent, but yeah. no, he's – the worst person, the worst check down Charlie in the league. Right. It, like, it, it's unbelievable how bad he looked. I think he had two passes past 10 yards or something like that. Yeah. And one of them was that Devontae Adams one. I at think the very end of the and
2: I think I feel like the only way that the Packers are going to like get through this is if they kind of change how their offense works. Because I feel like they're kind of staying in the same setup they had when Rodgers was quarterback. Yeah. I think you're going to have to change the playbook. You're going to have to change your style because you have
0: a Way different quarterback now. Hudley is no Rodgers. right? Exactly. So don't expect him to be. So would you rank Devonte Adams above Jordy Nelson? I probably would, if, especially well. if
2: you're if you're in PPR. Um, and I guess Adams is probably he had he got it. He's had a touchdown. Hudley has thrown him a touchdown that first week he was right. in. So
0: that's promising in and of itself too. Next quarterback situation, struggling quarterback situations. The Buccaneers, uh, Jameis Winston injured his throwing shoulder going to be out for a couple weeks so you're going to have to have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing to Mike Evans Cameron Brate Doug Martin
2: which in this one is probably it's not as bad it's not as bad as Savage or Hundley I think I would rank Fitzpatrick above both of those quarterbacks I would as well I think he's looked from what I've seen he hasn't looked terrible as a backup when he came in um but it does downgrade it still
0: does it downgrades them but just not as much. Yeah, he was a top 15 quarterback two years ago. So I mean, he's he's definitely playable. Yeah, he's kind of like a Josh McCown. So true.
2: Was on the Jets, and too. he'll at least yeah he'll
0: at least sling the ball. He's he'll at least throw it. He's so, confident. I mean, yeah.
2: yeah, I agree. And and I don't know. I think it's hard though because Martin has looked terrible too. I mean, right. this past week he was bad. You know. And they've talked about Peyton Barber getting more carries, so I'm, I'm more worried about Doug
0: Martin than I think I am about Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah, Deshaun Jackson. I didn't even mention him. Cameron Brait, I would downgrade quite a bit, though. That's true. He uh, doesn't seem to throw the, the tight ends as much, So, hmm. but Mike Evans, you're going to throw to him no matter what. Right, even if he's covered. Except for uh, next game because he's suspended. Next true. quarterback situation up is the Cardinals. So... Carson Palmer down, Drew Stanton in. You got the Fitz, AP, John Brown, and Jaron Brown. I mean, this one's not as bad either. It isn't. I think Drew Stanton was, he was all right. I guess the first game back, we we're seeing a play against the Niners. The Niners have been terrible, so I, <laughs> you're really gonna have to look this week against the Seahawks that Thursday night game to see if he's even gonna be. Um, if he's even going to be able to get the ball to Fitz. Because Fitz didn't yeah. look that bad. I mean, he had seven catches for 90 yards or something. Not as bad as I thought he would be. Yeah, exactly. You know? He looked pretty good. And I think that kind of
2: benefits Stanton is because he's been an, on the Cardinals for a while. He's been the backup. He's right. observed everything. Um, he knows the system and everything like that. He's a similar quarterback to Palmer. So I think... Uh, he's not afraid to throw it. Exactly. I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think he this is a better situation too. Obviously, he's still a downgrade, but... Fitzgerald's
0: still startable in PPR, at least. Definitely. I I would say even standard. You can flex him. Yeah. After last week. But kind of wait and see against a a better defense. Yeah, it'll be the true test. Then the last quarterback situation is the Colts. So uh, we have Andrew Luck, never made it in. And then we have Jacoby Brossett. So he's had quite a few games under his belt. Yeah. You have T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and then Frank Gore, Marlon Mack. So... I think the P or the player that people most be mostly be concerned about is T.Y. Hilton. He's obviously yeah you drafted him high, I mean top 20, 25 picks. You kind of expect him to be your number one wide receiver, so right? Going and he's forward. really only
2: had three good weeks, right?
0: It's he's like
2: he's insanely boomer bust. But they have been some good weeks when it's when he booms he booms big, over oh. twenty points big. But
0: when he busts
2: he busts. <laughs> yeah, it's all or nothing literally with him. And I don't know. I think Brissette has looked better as the weeks have gone on, just as he gets used to the system. Right. Um, So I'm not as down as on him and on Ty as I was in the in the beginning. Um, but still, he's not he's not reliable, which makes Ty Hilton unreliable at the same time.
0: Ty Hilton is averaging seven point two targets per game. So in these past three games, he's had nine, seven, and eight. So that's it has got to be a little bit more promising. For yeah,
2: him. and they've the coaches vocalized that they're intentionally getting him more targets, more looks. They're trying to involve him more in the game, which does help. I mean, that helps Hilton's value. But I think if I had him, I'm trying to sell high this week for sure.
0: Hmm. I don't know if I am really. I I would want to trade for T Y Hilton or hold on to him, mm-hmm. just because of his his targets are going up. Yeah. I mean that ball that the ball was, I think it was like a 52 yard touchdown or something. His first one all in air from Brissett. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice touchdown. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's quick and in space he's, he's hard to tackle. So I don't know. I, I kind of like him, especially since his targets are increasing.
2: Right. I think the only other thing I will say, they have a rough schedule going forward too. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but it's just they're They play some pretty good. They play three top 10 defenses. Um, Actually, they play the first top defense, the second, and the third ranked. So So, so what? Saints probably are in there. Saints. Jaguars. um, Jaguars. And here, I'll
0: pulled up. Maybe the Bills.
2: I think it is, yeah. But so all of those are not weeks that, I mean, you're not going to want to start them. I mean, you probably will start them, but you won't expect much. The Steelers, the Jaguars, the Broncos. Yeah,
0: Steelers have been number one for a while. The Broncos, I'm not necessarily afraid of anymore. That's true. They're tanking hard. It's not like they're a bad defense, but they're just on the field so much that It's because it their, their offense yeah. is so bad. You know I, know what what I mean, defense, as yeah. you heard in one of our earlier segments, did Brock Osweiler suck? The answer is yes. And it's going to be yes, probably every week. Yes, yes, yes. So let's <laughs> move on to our next and last segment, and that's going to be Here we go <laughs> Jonathan <again. laughs> dropped his mic for the second time in <laughs> this podcast. Uh, are they droppable? So I've got some players. I don't know if you have some players that you want to bring up for yeah. that. Basically, we're just gonna see, say if they're droppable or not, yeah. and why or why not. Okay. So I'll start us off. While Jonathan, I'm still trying fixing to his mic. Make
2: this not fall on me. This okay, one I'm I've good. seen
0: on Twitter quite a bit. Jordan Reed is he droppable? Your gut reaction? In my, he's he's actually
2: been dropped in a couple of my leagues that I'm in, and it's hard. I think, I think he is droppable, depending on your situation just because he's always injured and it's always a question if he's even going to play or not that next week. Um, I mean, he's great, but to me, he's someone you
0: can drop if you if there's a better option. So I have him in a league, and I, I was forced to drop him mm-hmm. because it was a two-quarterback league and you can only have two tight ends for some reason, and huh. I needed – I had Zach Ertz, and then – but he was on a bye week last week, and so well, I had he, J- no.
2: He was he didn't play.
0: Oh yeah, he was hurt. He's on a bye week. He's this on a week. bye week so you're, this You're basically without Ertz for two weeks, but yeah. Anyway. So I had Zach Ertz who wasn't playing, and then I had Jordan Reed who was obviously out. So I had to pick up a tight end. I was yeah. only able to roster two tight two tight ends, so I had to pick up Vernon Davis and drop Jordan Reed. That is the only situation where I would drop him. I think he's he's a game changer. I mean, what player on the waivers are you gonna? you're going to pick up that could score you 30 points in a game. That's not a point. many, if any. That's so true.
2: So I should pick him a- up in the league he's available?
0: <laughs> uh, I believe that would be the league that I'm in, so no, you should not touch him. <laughs> Actually, he's available in my work league, too. That's uh, what I was so, talking. yes, you should pick, I'll him, pick up. him up. Okay. Just de- depending on your roster. I mean, if, if a bunch of people have two quarterbacks, you're obviously going to have a stacked roster, right. so you may not be able to pick him up. But... He's yeah. a game changer. Yeah, I think it's just hard because I've been burned
2: by him before. Like, last year I had him, and it's just hard because he's injured so much. But
0: I, I mean, I get it if he's left a bad taste he's in your definitely,
2: mouth. I know. He's definitely a playmaker, though.
0: Right. Next one. Next one Um, I had might be – I
2: wouldn't say this – I would not have said this at the, at the start of the season, but C.J. Anderson is someone I that – him as well. Nice. It, it's a tricky one because his value has gone down so much over the past few weeks. Because Denver has turned into a three running back workload, pretty much they're rotating in and out him, Jamal Charles, and Devontae Booker. Um obviously, CJ the best back of the three, but it's like, but the Broncos don't seem to think so. But yeah, but but how much? I I don't know. He he's had uh, over four, like four. His average is uh, four yards per carry, which is good. It's it's decent, you know, yeah. but he's just
0: not he's just not getting the workload that you need to start him see for me i wouldn't drop him he's a starting running back but i definitely want to get rid of him and i mean you could go back to the start of this podcast where the players you wanted to trade for and i think you could end up getting like if somebody who's holding on to greg olson right now you could end up getting greg olson i'd rather have greg olson you could end up getting maybe a, a quarterback like tyrod taylor or matt ryan that haven't necessarily been at the top of the league. You might be able to trade for them or maybe yeah. even like a, a Ted Ginn. Yeah, that's true. Ted Ginn's on the rise right now.
2: That's a good idea. And you're right. Like The hard part is like where his value is so low you can't get too much for him. But like I like those players that you listed. That'd be like, a way, good way to get rid of them. And then just Devontae Booker and Jamal Adams.
0: Droppable for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, they don't need to be rostered. There's no potential there. No. I, it's just... When they're competing, when all those running backs are competing for the carries, it makes them all not good, yeah, almost was, worthless. Yeah, worthless, yeah. My next one, Ty Montgomery. He was one of mine as well, with Aaron Jones too. Uh, to me, hmm. if I had to choose, I'm picking Ty Montgomery out of the two. If I, Me too. So, I don't think he's quite droppable yet. That'd be my thing. I think if I had one or the other, if I had Aaron Jones, I'd probably drop him. But hmm. my, my 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 theory, I just think Montgomery outsnapped Jones last week, and I, I mean you've we've seen more good things from Montgomery than we have from Jones. Yeah, Brett Brett Hulley's just so bad. He's just
0: killing everybody.
2: I know. I, I obviously, if you have him, you're not starting him, and you probably you can't really trade Montgomery away no. really. So I mean, if you if there's someone you if you have
0: to drop somebody, Montgomery is a viable option. But I'm probably holding tight with Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones as well. But, I mean, if there's somebody that comes up on the waiver wire, I'm not going to hesitate to let let Aaron Jones go. Right, they'd be the
2: first to go. Another one um, I had was Jonathan Stewart. Ooh, bye-bye. Yeah. I don't, I don't want him. No, he's had two terrible weeks in a row, basically, and fumbles have plagued him. It's just, and obviously I don't feel like he's just, he's not worth it at all. He's not even getting the touchdowns that you would need to start him. So he's droppable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No argument there. (laughs) Danny Amendola. See, I don't think you drop him yet. I think
2: since Hogan's out, I think he gets a couple more targets this week, but I think once Hogan's back, you drop him for sure.
0: Yeah, Hogan's got his injuries. He's kind of doubtful this week. I would expect him to probably sit this week, maybe play next week, but yeah. for sure in three weeks you could see him. So he's going to be out for a little bit. I don't know. I'm not holding on to Danny Amendola, though. I mean, he's <sighs> –
2: If you're in standard, you definitely don't hold on to him. No. I'm, I'm thinking PPR. I think my my default's
0: usually PPR, so sorry. Yeah, we, <laughs> but, um, yeah I should probably clarify standard – no, his last couple weeks I don't think were too impressive. Yeah. So versus the Chargers, two catches, 14 yards. Versus Falcons, three catches, 17 yards. Versus the Jets, three catches, 40 yards. The last decent game he had was week five versus Tampa Bay, eight receptions, 77 yards. So really not even PPR relevant in these past three weeks. That is true, and that's not startable
2: at all. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him. No. So I mean, if you're not starting him and you don't want to bench him, you're dropping him. Exactly. You convinced me. Um, I'm glad. Yeah. My next one is also kind of tricky. He's one that you've been able to play since week one, but David Johnson, um, still on. Goodbye. Yeah, still on the bench for a lot of people, especially if you don't have an IR slot. Um, yeah, I actually dropped him in one of my leagues. I have him like I think I have him in four out of my five <laughs> leagues, still. So it hurts. But maybe three out of my uh, yeah four out of my five. How did you get him in H- Well, it's because I think two of those leagues, someone on someone in my league dropped him after he was hurt, oh, after okay. he got hurt. Okay. So I didn't draft, and some of those leagues I didn't draft him. I was gonna say yeah, ripped. but still, the coach has shown, uh, has basically said that he doesn't think that Johnson's gonna come back. And why would they bring him back anyway? Yeah, it's a lost uh, season playoff, right now. Yeah, so. Palmer's not there. I just and it, Peterson's still doing okay,
0: you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's doing all right. He rushed for over 100 yards. <laughs> I he's, mean, I guess that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> better than, what's his fit, Kerwin-Williams. It
2: just makes you think, if Johnson was playing, think how much better he would have been than Peterson in that game. Think how much better Johnson would have been with his 37 carries than Peterson was. It's just It would have been some pretty happy fantasy owners. It makes me cry inside <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I actually did drop in one of my leagues today. I think he's droppable um, just with – the uncertainty around him if he's actually gonna be back or not yeah sad I completely
0: agree i do not have any more
2: i just have one more okay. <laughs> um and actually i have quite a few more i'll go through them fast Tarek cohen is another one um hold on to you think yeah all right i don't <laughs> look at his last game that's the thing i think this is another ppr versus standard thing and standard i think you dump but ppr he's valuable that's how I that's how I usually see it.
0: Yeah, only four carries last game, had zero carries the game before, so He's basically you're just, you're expecting what a couple catches and a few catches and that's probably about yeah, it. Yeah, and maybe a punt return for a touchdown cuz I know he's still special team. So PPR Yeah. Maybe a deeper league hold. True. My other one
2: um my other two other ones we I have three left, but two of them we've already talked about. Jamison Crowder is one we have not talked about. Um he had a good week 2 weeks ago. Yeah, this and is only
0: week this this year, so no, right, I'm dropping him. <laughs> and, and I think,
2: I mean, there's some people
0: I know that have been holding him for a long time, but it's just not worth it. No, you, you can't hold on to somebody from 10 weeks. No. He's done one out of nine, or one out of 10 weeks. You, you got to let him go. Yeah, not worth it at all. Let him be free.
2: <laughs> let someone else deal with him.
0: So is that? That's, that's all. all I got. All right, so that's our droppable players. If you have any more questions about players that you think? Uh, could possibly be droppable on your team tweet at us we'll let you know send your roster or uh, roster update so we can kind of assess that but let's uh, make sure you check out our website that's frontlinefantasyfootball.com we have links to our twitter instagram youtube there so basically you can see all of our content it's jonathan's blogs i know he uh, released one what was the blog called this week it was a uh, fantasy stock market value talking about T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker. So definitely go check that out. We'll have Brandon's starts and sits. We'll have my rankings. We'll have Austin's DFS and your favorite. We also have the Instagram pa- or the uh, dogs versus babies. So you can go there to see those videos. Oh, yeah. Also, follow us on Twitter, FrontlineFF. Ask us questions. We'll always answer. We've answered every single question we've been asked. Um, ooh. Go check out our YouTube page, Frontline Fantasy Football, where you can see this podcast. You can see the looks that Jonathan and I give each other. (laughs) How sensual they are.
2: Gazing deep into each other's eyes. Also,
0: check out Apple Music, not iTunes. Leave reviews. Not not Apple Music either. What? Uh, It's Apple Podcasts.
2: Very specific.
0: Well, while you're checking out Apple Music, make sure you check out Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Leave us a review. Tell us we suck. Or tell us we're good. We would like that, too. Either one is good. Also, you can listen to us on Google Play, right, Seth? There you go, Jason. (laughs) So, remember, score more fantasy points than your opponent this week. Until next time.